0: This episode of Getting Tabled is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com.
1: Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You
0: guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude.
1: Jason, a.k.a. Madger Socks.
0: We've been doing
2: this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff.
1: Now sit back, relax, and get tabled.
0: Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 104 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce.
1: Hello, folks. Here we are. We're back at it again. We've also got with us the man that has the major problem with the fact that we get his name wrong all the time. It's (laughs) Civvy Socks.
0: It is Civvy Socks. And look, George, I'm wearing a t-shirt today. Oh my god, I just (laughs) noticed that you're wearing a flippin' t-shirt. No, like, I FaceTimed him the other day to, like, you know, give him a couple little, like, painting tips. He's already wearing, like, a white polo. I'm like, first of all, one, Saturday, why are you wearing a polo? Two, why are you wearing a white one if you're painting?
1: Like, that's a ter- Yes, why were you wearing a white one when you were trying to paint? Granted, we're going like, back to talking about painting later, but...
2: I know, Rio. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm actually wearing a t-shirt. I'm like, the other episodes where you see me wearing a polo? So, yes, George, I have other things other than a polo.
0: Wait, this... is NFC, is that a Niner shirt? It is a Niner shirt. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> no counting for taste. We're talking uh, about just um... football that's not really football, right? Yes.
0: Right, yes. We're talking about the football that's not football, but we don't call it football football because we have that's that football. Soccer.
2: Yeah. And we have George, who is not freezing it's okay. in Wyoming? I don't know. No, no.
1: I I had snow yesterday morning. Oh, that's right. It's it. a day that ended in Y, so snow was involved.
0: Yes. Bruce, that is the most accurate statement you can make without ever having been here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's this interesting thing that we do at the start of every episode, and it's called the news. <coughs> Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about
0: recent or important events.
1: Let's talk about some recent and important events. Starting with those cretins at Games Workshop. Although they haven't actually done anything bad at the moment, um, um, I wanted to talk about Old World again. I still have the same opinion of Old World. I still don't think that there's enough room in the industry for both of their games. But they are continuing to show off, um, with the Bretonians, and I, I don't think it's accident that they're using the Bretonians because of all of the old armies that got killed. This fan base is the one that was the loudest.
0: Um, well, well, two two things too. So one, the Bretonians—they were screaming about for the longest time. The fans, like you know, yep. undeads getting all the stuff. This is getting. All this, you know, when are we going to get stuff? We want stuff. We want stuff now. Uh, and they two, refused to
1: accept that in Age of Sigma, Bretonia did not exist. Like, it just wasn't there and it was never yeah. going to be there. Even before they decided to bring back Old World, like, there, there but, was, like, Bretonia was never coming back.
0: But, two, if Bretonia ever does exist in Sigmar, I think Bretonia should be the only faction where they are still on the standard rectangle basis because of how the army functions with its web formation charge stuff.
1: Problem, I don't know if you could actually do that in Age of Sigmar have two different styles of bases i think that would actually cause some problems mm,
0: yes and no um just because sigmar it's more of a uh, uh scatter you know like you know you have you know you don't have cohesion like you do with uh uh warhammer 40k mm. there's nothing saying you can't have base-to-base contact and if you have a, a an army like this where the the point is to have a wedge formation drive into there's no, there's no reason, reason why you could not do it yeah
1: yeah fair enough um like so far i like what i'm seeing from them i mean th- these just feel like the old models which is a good thing thing and a bad thing. Um, I, I think these are probably going a little bit too far in the... I don't know. that the, These feel old, but that's not necessarily uh, a bad thing. Because uh, these models aren't from, for me. I don't have nostalgia for this, so therefore I'm not getting excited about it. I'm not like, saying it's bad. It's just not grabbing me.
0: I've seen a lot of Bretonian, and...
1: Oh, I just realized something. They me. are actually showing off old models.
0: Oh, they are. Okay, good. I was going to say... They are old <laughs> models. <laughs> d- d- this looks like they've done nothing. So if it's old yep. models, then never mind. Yeah, um, I'm just
1: an idiot apparently um, Well
0: that only happens on days that end with y, So
1: I find yeah. this particular interesting About halfway down Question, are the models going to get bigger No, the new models are going to be in exactly The same scale, I expect That not to be the case within two years Of launch, I'm not <laughs> saying that it'll be a deliberate thing But I do believe that that will change <laughs> Because it's Games Workshop It, it, it always will
0: I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that, uh, just because One, if they bring Old World back with Square Bases Rank and File, there's Army that will cross over between Sigmar and Old World. Um, and so, if you start doing scale changes for Old World, you're going to have to start doing scale changes for Sigmar. And so far, Sigmar has not changed its scale since it came
1: out. I mean, it, no, but it, it is actually bigger than the Old World stuff, too, though. No, it's not. My, my point was more um, side by side. It's because it, it leans a little bit more heavily into the heroic style, uh, side of because it's more like that 32 ish rather than the 28 that the Old World always used to be. Used to well,
0: my, my argument is is the dwarves that carried over from Fantasy to uh, Sigmar have not changed scale at all. They are exactly the same. Just yes, I know. Because they
1: haven't been redone. Right, because they don't need to be redone because,
0: because they are already uh, the fairly recent redone uh, models on some of those. Sox, do you get what I'm trying to say? I understand what you're saying, Bruce. I'm just saying because how dwarves I... dwarves haven't...
1: Think any, yeah, I'm, I'm specifically talking about the new stuff is of a larger scale than the old stuff was. I realize they're, they're still using older models. The cauldron,
0: the fire Players, it's all the same scale as the other Dwarves. Okay, players, therefore
1: I'm wrong. That's fine. Yeah,
0: that's it's, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think so because I think it, everything else that has been consistent from Fantasy to Sigmar so far hasn't changed any yet.
1: Okay, fair yeah. enough. There is another side of this that I think is probably worth questioning as well. Um, And I mean, this is not a, a good thing or a bad thing. It's just something I'm going to be interested to see over time. Um, Age of Sigmar, like the modern Age of Sigmar, consistently has more detail in it than the older stuff. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, is completely irrelevant to my comment. I'm just wondering because if they start trying to do that with the old world all of the old stuff is going to look majorly out of date very quickly. So I'm wondering if they'll kind of reel that back a little bit except for heroes hopefully. Like only the heroes are the like the big. That, that's the way that I'm hoping that they will do it.
0: I don't think so. I I think if, if they're going to do anything to uh, boost sales again for to, to make old world happen I think if they re-release stuff it's going to be same scale but with more detail. Like you know, you're seeing on some of your uh, Age of Sigmar stuff. So, so when they,
1: no, I can't own the old stuff anymore,
0: right? So I think like we'll we'll use bretonians here for example. One of the most uh, well-known characters for Bretonia was the Green Knight. I guarantee yeah. you, if World War comes back, the Green Knight that we're going to get is going to be more. way more detailed, look way better, still be the same scale. Yeah. Maybe 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 a little bigger since that is a Green Knight, you know. But like for the normal troops, I don't think. But the detail I think will be there the way it is with like the Stormcast and um numerous others you know the cauldron you know all the other new sigma armies that have amazing amounts of detail i think that's what you'll see on the new stuff when they bring it back for old world
1: yeah um i am expecting that when this does launch that there will be a very there'll be two sides of this argument there'll be one of them that get very very happy and very excited because they finally have back what they want and there'll be a very upset fan base that can't buy it because it'll all be sold out <coughs> but i also expect that um i expect that this is going to be a flash and the I don't think this is going to be as big as people want it to be. I just I don't think there's enough room in the industry for both games.
0: And, and, and I'm not going to disagree with that because you know ultimately you are talking about two inherently very very different games. I mean the fact that you know just the bases are different, so you can't base up a Sigmar army and then turn around using an Old World. It's it's going to be clunky as hell. You know I, um, I'm sure unless someone gets really clever and comes up with something to you know I, I guess uh, movement trade. Uh, Sigmar bases yeah it's it, you're gonna have people who like I can't spend money on two armies I'm gonna pick one or the other you're gonna have yeah. your hardcore that's gonna switch back from Sigmar to old world but then I in five years I say five years you're gonna run to the same thing of we're not doing old world anymore and then you're gonna have all those people crying again
1: or it'll be out to Sigmar this time it'll be one or the other and it won't be both
0: I don't I don't think I I think when they did Sigmar and uh, they got in the second release Sigmar is is so good and so solid it's the best game
1: that they have on the market right now. Yeah, so I I don't think I'll, I don't think from what I hear, Warcry is better. I do own some Warcry, but I've not played it, so I, maybe I would, it's the second best game they own right I now.
0: I would argue Warcry is more of a board game than you know their traditional game. Um, if, if they do kill Sigmar, I think that's probably one of the dumbest things. they'll be uh on par with like eh, we're just gonna stop doing forty k now. Like I, I don't foresee them doing that. I think they no. they really hit the nail on the head when they did Sigmar. I if, if something happens, it's fantasy that goes away again.
1: Um. I had another point and I forgot what it was. Um. Oh, um, me and Steve, my housemate, was talking about this down the street the other day. And he kind of raised a point that I thought was... I, I pretty much agreed with him entirely. Because I'm not someone that played for um, fantasy. Because when fantasy was a thing and I was coming into the hobby, fantasy was a game where until you owned 2,000 points of something, you more or less were not allowed to play a game of it. Now, obviously, yes, you were allowed to play a game of it. But that's not the way that but the community was. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm sorry if you're a part of that community and you disagree with me you're remembering this wrong because people would not let you play with less than a full game because it was a waste of their time. I had this on multiple occasions. It's why I never played fantasy because I could have a game of 40K without getting to that point. So 40K was easier. Um, But apparently it never used to be that way back in 6th edition because it didn't bloat to the level that it did up in 7th and 8th, which is where a lot of the popularity disappeared as well. Um, So he was like, if they're they're smart, they're going to base the game at around the 6th edition when the game was at its height. um, and I can't disagree with him on that. It does make a lot of sense. Like, again, I'm someone that didn't play the original game. I'm well-versed in the lore. I mean, I love the lore, but the mm-hmm. game itself always felt very old to me because it was. Yeah. Certainly not as old as Lord of the Rings, but it, 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 it was old. Um, so, and that's probably one of the reasons why I was never upset about it because it, I, I never invested.
0: Yeah. If if they if they are bringing this back, what they need to do is kind of what they got going with Sigmar and 40K, where they have three Separate distinct sizes of games to play.
1: Yes, because if they don't do that, it's going to be a complete waste of their time and money. Because mm-hmm. this I, is I, the th- thing the, the problem I see is that if they concentrate too much on the old rules, like they did with Blood Bowl, for example, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing in the case of Blood Bowl, but if all they do is release the old version, then it's going to be a game that's 10, 12, Fifteen years out of date at this point. It's been dead for eight years, at least. And the previous edition was at least two or three years old before it was killed, because in theory it would have been due for a ninth edition when it was killed. So that that's a decade old. Like there is going to have to be updates, and we know that there's updates coming because otherwise they wouldn't have just they would like. So, it's this is not fantasy; it's a new game. Age of Sigmar was
0: fantasy. launched in 2015, so you could argue oh, wow, I'm
1: pretty much bang on the money there. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you could argue that yeah, when Sigmar launched died essentially And that's where All the the rage quit happened So yeah You're you're pretty much Banging on the money Um, The the reason why They also need to do that too Is I think one You know Tournament scene Because you know As much as I'm not used to be The bread
1: and butter Of fantasy Yeah You know
0: ter- Tournaments Yeah And if you If you look at tournaments Tournaments have gone away From the 2,000 point list I think I think more of the uh Like 1,500,000 point You know, Like you know Like you know Getting the dames, games done In a timely fashion Getting more games in I think is more of the drive versus
1: you know, yep.
0: you got two and a half hours to, you know, play around with you know combined 4,000 points on the game. Get to it. Go. I mean, if, if
1: you was to make a game from scratch now and try to advertise it on Kickstarter, you're not going for a mass fantasy game. You're going for a skirmish game because that's literally where all of the money is. Now, obviously, that doesn't work for fantasy and I'm not suggesting that's what they should do. Um, I'm more using that as a comparison for the market tends to drift the other way now. Even Conquest, which is a f- mass fantasy game, mm-hmm. like you don't have as many models in that as you do as you used to have in this.
0: Yeah, it in my opinion. What what you should do for like a perfect size Sigmar or not Sigmar fantasy game, you have your hero, like you know, your general, your leader, whatever, right? You have two normal army units, they march across the field, they do their thing, and you have like a range unit, got a total of four units, three of them are troops, one of them, you know, the single hero, and of course, scale up or down based on the points. You know, obviously, dwarves are gonna have fewer because they're a higher point model, they're more durable. Skaven, you're gonna have you know, ten times that Because it's just a bunch of rats, but it's like that's where you need to focus: is that size and scale it appropriately, point wise for the
1: faction. docs mm-hmm. Because I know that you're so engrossed in this conversation, I- I'm going to distract you from how glorious this conversation is with a thought. <laughs> so from from your perspective, yes. When does a game When does a game become too big? Like how many models is too many models for a game? Because you mainly play skirmish stuff, right? Right. I know now. you have played larger stuff. Like you played Bolt Action for a while, which is I larger. played Bolt
2: Action, which is which you usually have one vehicle, so one tank, one half track, and then you've got like uh, two platoons worth of, of infantry, which ranges from uh, 15 to 20 models each platoon. So you got about 30 infantry, and then you got your, your commander, and then you got some machine guns, teams, mortar teams, that's got that kind of stuff. And so you're looking at about, oh, probably 35, 40 models by the time you've got your your full army. But with what I'm getting into, I'm going large scale. Um, okay. the, the Gettysburg set, each of my regiments is five bases and I'm actually gonna build them out so I can have large regiments which would be seven bases each. And so that's gonna be about foot to uh, foot and a half hmm. wide uh when I get bases that bi- Would you that be
1: base. making the same decision if it was in twenty eight mil?
2: No. If it was in twenty eight mil, no. I wouldn't. Yeah. But because it's at fifteen mil, um it makes it easier. I can, it make, easier. You I can f- make it I can make it bigger units and
1: be just i am just realized distracting from the news for a moment, I, I just realized something that I probably should have realized a few a few episodes ago when he talked about Getting the Gettysburg. Sox is officially getting old. He's playing smaller scale games. He's officially I... older than the both of us. I... <laughs> Thanks,
2: Bruce. I actually started in fifteen mil because I started with Flames of War. I know.
1: It's just a, it's it's just a it's essentially just a thing. Yeah. Socks,
2: yeah.
0: socks. What's your favorite flavor of Metamucil I'm not going to answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, was plus
0: five? Are yeah, you sure? But,
2: yeah, but I mean, I've always liked going large scale. That's why I got so much money into uh, and it's why it Hamada, exists. Yeah. is because so, I loved having like three or four ISDs uh star destroyers and like same equivalent of rebel ships.
0: I I I'm, I'm going to throw this number out, Bruce. 50. 50, 50 mini models. I I think yep. is like like the ideal like average because if you break that down, that's 5 10 man units. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, and and I and, and if you and if you you start breaking that down financially you know how much is a 10-man box of uh marines that's 60 bucks so you're looking at 600 yeah that's that right all right for games workshop i mean other games you'll get way more for that price in RT, but I I, I I would say 50 bucks 50 models is probably an ideal army size for for a tournament size game yeah you start well, doing more than that you start getting too many i mean like skaven yeah that's yeah. one of those things where it's like you're gonna have 80 because it's skaven you can't yeah. get around that so
1: and i mean if you have a mass battle game one of those armies could be a horde army whether it's mm-hmm. yes that direction or quite frequently it's the undead faction or orcs uh sometimes it's a mixture of both games workshop doesn't generally tend to be horde in the undead I mean they are sometimes it depends on how you build the armies out if it's an if it's a zombie-based game then obviously or army then yes but yeah no that, a uh, the that, so that,
0: that's the one thing that was really evident in um uh, especially fantasy is games workshop had a lot of versatility of did you have a horde army or did you have like you know a high Value army, like, uh, even Skaven with- in
1: the modern day have options for not being a horde now, yeah.
0: But like, the the back of the day, the uh, what else with their tree folk, you could put you know 1500 points on the table and have 20 models,
1: yeah. So, all right, uh, moving on. on from Games yeah. Workshop fantasy to Games Workshop science fiction of some really cool looking minis with I think the worst name I've ever seen given to a model in Games Workshop. Uh, I like the Von Ryan's Leapers. I mean, I get that this is a name that's going to come from lore somewhere, I don't really know or care where that name is. I just think it's the worst name I've ever heard them give. It was um, someone named Von Ryan that discovered them and named them. That makes sense. Um, I like everything about these models apart from their heads, but I think that may actually be the paint job because their eyes look like teeth because of the way they've been painted. But eh, it is what I mean, it is. They do oh,
2: actually name
1: Sculpt-wise. Yeah, sculpt-wise, they are gorgeous. These are basically updated versions of the Lictors, So or a different version of the Lictor, I should say.
0: Here's my one complaint with a lot of Tyran and stuff. Like, okay, we got the, you know, the claws, you got the head with the mandibles and the weird tongue things, and you got, mm-hmm. like, the exoskeleton, and you got, like, the, the weird pale, sickly-looking flesh, and you got the legs with, like, the multiple joints and more of the exoskeleton, and then you have cloven hooves.
1: Yeah, the cloven hooves are a little... I, I suppose the cloven hooves are just because, well, they've got to make it look non-human as possible but
0: great they're insects what? not both
1: yeah, that's where i was gonna go why are they not <laughs> insect legs yeah
0: so i mean th- there's literally hundreds of different options they could do for feet instead you know they've slapped minotaur feet on an insect that can shred a marine yeah like everything but the feet looks great about this mini just any of the any of the tyranids that have cloven hooves
1: why and it's not just you know it's even like the 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 little ones too they all have hooves you know i never even really noticed it until now but you're right and you're right i I don't have any (coughs) argument against you at all it is really weird tell me it doesn't bother you now no it does now that i've seen it because it's just I mean don't get me wrong I realise that you want to make something look as alien as possible so maybe that works but for the way that like, hooves it just why I mean I guess horses are fast and stuff but they're bugs they're insects so yes why would you not be I guess the only benefit of the hooves is insect legs tend to be rather pointy and stuff and that makes them difficult to glue onto a base um but yeah, cause, most cause of I, I w- are practical rocks anyway so it already solves that problem
0: Uh the brood lord doesn't have hooves oh okay so there's one uh, like literally everything else has hooves though. Well, that you've there, there's, yeah, like the Hive Tyrant. If uh, that Broodlord
1: is the one that came out a couple of years ago, that model is still one of the best tyrants they've ever done.
0: Yeah, like the Gene Sealers, the, the Termagants, the Lictors, the Tyrannifex, the what, yeah, they'll they have cloven
1: uh, hooves. Mm. For the big things, I, I could understand why with the big things because you want it to be a little bit more chunky but with these small nimbly little, little things, it's like, it just doesn't, no, you're right, it just doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: You're welcome for me ruining turnips for you now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I've never painted Tyranids. I've never owned a Tyranid. I've been ruined on the tabletop by them by people that used to moan and complain that they were terrible all the time. Um, and they were a power Tyr- gamer, <laughs> and just ruined everybody that they were on the table with. So I had no right to complain. Yeah,
0: no Tyranids. I think were like like aesthetic and appearance wise. I think are one of probably the best armies Games Workshop makes because they are so different from everything else in the games. Yeah, like in Sigmar and uh, Fantasy, there is nothing even. Close to resembling a Tyranid, and,
1: uh, even to the point where, like, th- there are some really cool-looking alien models out there. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But industry-wise, I think the Tyranid have been the standard for a long time. I mean, Infinity would come close with some of their alien stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously Alien is Alien, but that kind of is yeah what Games Workshop but ripped it, off to it, begin with, anyway. Sorry, we're inspired by it, to begin with anyway.
0: But the, and the, the great thing about Tyranids is like it was really easy to make them look good too, because you have very distinct parts to them. You have the body, yeah. you have the exoskeleton, and you have weaponry. You have very distinct parts to them. And you use your magical color wheel of contrast and you follow that. And guess what? You have some very colorful, dynamic, eye popping minis. And
1: um, contrast makes painting Tyranids a lot easier, too. Yeah, sure. This particular painting style but with like the very pale purple um, used to be a lot harder than it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, like commission painters would quite frequently charge more for this uh, because. It's not hard, it's just a lot more work to get it to look right. Um, and people would people would always... I, I used to know a couple of commission painters, and it was one of their frequent complaints that people just never understood. Like, it's just easy-wise, w- and it's because it's just so much more work. Um, but I paint my own stuff, so... I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, this was actually revealed, like, mid-last week, I want to say. I could be slightly off on that. I think it was just after we recorded, actually. But I just thought it was interesting. The 10th, so... Was, oh, yeah, it was last week. Uh, so. uh, let's move on to a game that we are talking about for the third time now, which is just because I've been following I've been following the Don't Look Back uh you back. Just like it so much. Oh, I love this game. I know you do. <laughs> So the last time we spoke about it, I still hadn't placed my order. I have placed my order now. I have gone in for tier one bundle, which means I am getting my lovely meat cleaver. Um, I am getting some of the unlocks, not all of the unlocks, um, because I still have to work within a budget. And I have also ordered the thing that I said I was gonna order last time, which is the new trader expansion. Since then, we've had some more unlocks. And in fact, if you look down fair enough, you'll see we have all of the unlocks. Because at this particular stage, I'm going back up to the top, at time of recording, they have, I've got to ninety six thousand five hundred and sixty eight dollars and seven cents. They have done very very well. Um, but scrolling back down to the bottom, that Northwood
2: MBF th- kit looks nice. That huge mansion. Which,
1: yes, I agree. Uh, that's where I was leading, actually. I am going to come back to that though. Where to
0: ruin a Thunder.
1: Their socks. Jeez. Sorry. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I have it up ready to talk about um, the Manhunt um, expansion. So this is one of the surprise unlocks. Like this just got announced on. I want to say. Thursday um, during one of their live streams they've been doing a weekly live stream every week when the game backroom was being launched there was this thing about v13 so the 13th person was like going to be involved in the game or something or there was a meme in the community about uh, the 13th customer being involved and I don't think that's ever officially been a thing it's just a meme that was going through but because of that v13 has been created as a 13th character in the game which is this guy that works for DeGraw basically his character is that he goes out hunting for for these monsters and stuff and that's basically everything he does. Um, There is also a killer in this. We don't know what the killer is yet Um, and obviously a new plot because all of these have new plots. Uh, There's also Cold Case, which I kind of like. It's literally a guy carrying around cold cases of something. So this is a guy that owns the local ice cream shop. You'll notice that there was an ice cream shop terrain piece in that thing that you spoke about a few seconds ago, Socks. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a new trait, Chilled Touch. Uh, This one just sounds a lot of fun. I love the creepy smile on his face. There's always something creepy about something like genuinely fairly innocent that's been twisted and I mean someone that sells ice cream is generally considered to be a rather innocent thing. Uh, it's very easy to twist it to make it look horrible. Uh, if you're going to do it obviously you need to put blood over his, over his apron there. But yes creme de la creme. Let's talk about I think my new favourite piece of terrain um, It's not quite as big as the shopping centre so obviously it doesn't quite compare in that sense but this thing be big. is huge. This is is like literally this is a gaming table like this plays on a two on a, on a three by three it's to 28 to 32 mil scale this is 12 inches by 10 inches and it's 13 inches tall for the main building i'm counting about four, the other-
2: four levels
1: yep so in total it's 32 inches long so it's literally the length of the table and it's uh 10 inches deep and 13 inches tall like, this is literally a gaming table and they've designed it to be modular so that they have designed it so that you don't have to use all of it if you didn't want to, and you called it a mansion, because that's basically what it is. It's supposed to be the lunatic asylum, Uh, but what are most of those built on? Old mansions. Very few of them, at least back in these days, very few of them were actually built for purpose. They were usually... That makes
0: so much more sense that it's an asylum. Yes. Well, no, because if you look at the ice cream dude, look at the face and tell me it's not a joker.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Speaking of, I didn't actually open Mr. Mr. Whipper's ice cream shop, Uh, but that is also fun. Much smaller, obviously, but that is also fun. Some nice little details, like you've got the little shops there. There's the little storage room at the back and it, it just works. I love the little AC unit on the roof. It's and, fun. And, and, like again, it. and,
0: and I'm going to keep saying this until someone actually pays me to stop saying this, but I just love the fact that all their terrain pieces are designed to also be played inside of not just it's there. Like it's yep. designed to go into. Like Yes, and
1: this one in particular, like like I said, this is literally a game board as a piece of terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not everything, obviously, is supposed to be within an asylum but there's no reason why you couldn't twist it to work that way like 100% there's no reason why you couldn't uh, and because of the way they've designed it because I mean if you look at the second picture you can see that they're only showing off one of the side buildings but you can see it um, but if you take that away it is just a large building in the centre of the table
0: Oh yeah, it still mm-hmm.
1: works uh, likewise if you take off if you want it to be a shorter building all you need to do is take off pieces uh, and I think as far as the, the steps are concerned at the front there that is maybe the best looking staircase I've seen in mdf buildings which is a really boring thing to say but those stairs are awesome they just work really well
0: yeah no for sure uh again just they're killing it on the on the train for this game
1: yeah so yeah don't look back this is probably the last time we're going to talk about it until something new happens now uh i mean i love this game it's why i keep on following it um there, there's certainly stuff in here that we haven't mentioned um like there is these um the killers of northwood packs and so forth and the terrain pieces uh for the cars and so forth which is just to bring more life to your table. Um, there's even retail bundles and stuff. Like, if you're at all interested in horror, uh, if you're interested in a game that is probably different than anything else on the market, don't look back as legitimately one of the best things on the market right now. But, shall we have a look at some TT Combat stuff? Yeah, we should look at TT Combat. Uh, Making a comeback,
0: the, monorail. the monorail.
1: Yeah. Not just, I, not just a monorail, two monorails. Yes. Now, I don't remember the military monorail. Was that a it, thing previously? No, it was just
2: the, the the civilian one so the, the military okay. one I new. was right then
1: yeah I thought it was I just wanted to double check because obviously I wasn't a I wasn't a zone player at the time when this was first around so I could have been wrong uh, I will open up the civilian one first just because well not everybody will have seen it uh, this was I think arguably probably one of the one of the most popular pieces of terrain that Hawk ever had um, it's been very popular and it's been in high demand ever since it went out of print Yeah. Um, it's good to yeah. see that it's finally back Back.
2: Yeah, especially since when it first came out, they had scenarios where their objectives were in the monorail, and the monorail would go across the map. And so you yeah. have to chase this thing down, and in and, and their description, they got the scenarios back with the monorails. So it's good to see that those are coming back too.
0: That yeah. just sounds like a really fun scenario.
1: I love the idea of a scenario that isn't that actually moves. I really do like that. Um, the military one is just all kinds of fun. I mean, you can see that it's kind of based on the other one, which is fine, uh, but I love this so much. This is, a, this is just all kinds of
2: fun. One of the car, one of the trains has a ICBM on it.
1: Is that the big thing that's sticking straight up? Yeah. Yes.
2: Got to I want it to know inside of it.
1: I want to know if that actually works. Like, if it actually will do this if you build it properly, because I suspect it will by looking at it.
0: Mm, if if it's not designed to, you could
1: easily use it, a ball bearing and a magnet and make it do that. Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to use a ball bearing because it's not meant to do this. It's only meant to go like that. So. Yeah, which, I know. It would just be regular magnets. You wouldn't want something round because you won't want it to do that.
0: Well, you'd want it to hinge open. So you'd want something round for it to slide yeah, up you just, on. You just
1: have two cylinders that are doing this. Cause if you, if you have a ball and socket. It's, mm, yeah. yeah, I suppose. I keep on talking away from my microphone. I need to stop doing that.
2: But I mean, the other trained cars are cool too, with the, the small little turrets and the, the big rail gun.
1: Yeah. They've done really, really well with this. Um, I don't know who it is that designed this. I don't think it says, but uh, whoever it is that, that has been sculpting this. Oh, I don't know it'll be Dave. Of course it is. Dave scups everything. Who's um, Dave? Somebody that's very popular and is locked in a cupboard somewhere. But going back, we also finally have our space stations up for pre-order. We spoke about <clears> these <throat> a couple of weeks ago when they were teased. Um, so we have the PHR, the Resistance, and the Shaltari small space stations all out now. Well, out for pre-order, um, and that's it really, because uh, we spoke about the the vampire after Rubble Slam last episode. So uh,
2: looking at the Monorail scenarios, you. Can- can launch yes. Ah, <gasps> oh, brilliant. Once per game, if the defender holds the military monorail, they may attempt to launch its devastating payload at the end. Uh, and then you got to prime it. So at the end of the roundup phase, roll of dice on a four up, the weapon is primed. And at the end of the next roundup phase, you may proceed to targeting. And then you target on a four up, you can target anywhere on the board. And then you fire. And all units within 12 inches of the target takes D6 damage. Roll once and apply the effect result to all affected units. Units oh, in scenery within six inches take an additional D6 damage. So yes, you can launch the nuke.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. Can I talk about how disappointed I am in the
1: resistance space station? Yeah, it It does kind of look like it's just one of their ships.
2: Yes. They repurposed one of their cruisers,
1: which for a resistance thing makes sense. I mean, this is very clearly a, it's very clearly a ship that is not capable of flying anymore. Hence it's missing all of that armor. I do kind of like the front of it where it's missing all of the armor, but so here's my argument.
0: If it's the resistance and they have this, I wouldn't turn it into a space station. I would get the parts and pieces and turn it into a usable functioning ship again i'm sorry if, if the resistance is in space and they have spaceships they've got to have some sort of station and to use a ship as a station when you could fix the ship and use it as a ship i think is totally
1: wrong i think the point is is that they don't have the parts to actually fix it though because they are barely scraping by being in space to begin with hence the reason why dave initially didn't want them in space because the original point was that they weren't supposed to be there and this it got changed later
0: ground yeah. I, I get that too though but it's you know ships are also getting damaged and destroyed all the time too you pull the parts off those you put it on another ship i i, yeah, I think i don't i that's why i don't agree with the ship station like if, if if dave finally caved and put the resistance in space that means they've got some level of technology to get into space they can have some other type of space station cobbled together and made without using the chassis of a ship that would be more useful to resist yeah i can say that so that's that's my argument Um, I mean, uh, it looks fine. I'm just... mm.
1: I, I love how it looks but I that, that doesn't mean that I don't see what you're saying I just no. like aesthetically I love the exposure it just looks really cool from a storyline perspective I completely get what you're saying there because yeah you're right they couldn't afford, if they're scraping by and barely sta- and barely holding on <laughs> to be in space they couldn't afford to just let this sit there as a spaceship I mean, as a space station but in saying that it also is probably because them having an actual space station probably wouldn't make much sense either so well it it. Be like, I think it would be even more cobbled together
0: too. Like, if you were to take, you know, half the ship and shove it together with like another, like, different part of a ship, and like not have it be ship-like anymore. Yes, yeah.
1: or something but, that like, is like split in the middle and then like has been kind of cobbled back together to because they didn't have enough to fix it, but they had enough to kind of just seal it. Maybe.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah,
1: I can see that. So, um, the shaltar station. This kind of, to me, this kind is, of screams is something like um, the game had to have something like this so they've just done whatever they could to make it work the most yeah i guess uh but yes there is a resistance uh, so there is a shaltari one as well from memory I, w- I don't think you like this when you first looked at it
0: um so there's I two types remember. there's two types it looks like there's one yes. with a
1: uh, same with all of them
0: a green pyramid and a uh a bl- green uh, s- uh sphere yeah i'm kind of okay with the uh the green sphere one not the yep. green pyramid one that's fair the
1: pyramid does look out of, out of place yeah. I one it looks more Goa'uld yeah. than Shartari. Very much so. And I'm a Stargate person, so I, I do love that aesthetic. Uh but it just makes me want a Stargate game.
2: The pyramid one might see. be your, your gate because you got a gate manipulator. No, sorry, a great a gate station as well as a gravity manipulator. My guess is the gravity one is the sphere. That would make sense. The rules for
1: I could see it going either way, but yeah. It
2: could be either way too. Um, you like the PHR ones.
1: Yeah, the PHR ones is what I've just opened up now. Um I, I just want to like socks while you've got it up? I assume that you have it open? I do. I'm going to ruin it for you. Droid to cars. Yeah,
0: thanks. It, it, looks,
1: it, it looks like the droid to cars. The rolling droids yep. from Star Wars Episode 2.
0: Well, at least the ones with the burn through. The one with the, the missile pod, not so much. Yeah, but it's, it's, it the neck
1: and the, it's the neck and the arms that, that, that makes it look that way. It's not a criticism. Yeah. I actually really like how this looks.
2: Yeah, but the one with the missile pods has too Doesn't, much yeah. in the center to, to make it not look as much. The one with the triple burn through does That's fair. a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Oh, well,
0: that is triple. I didn't even see the third one
1: hanging down. Yeah, it's there. hard
2: to hear. I didn't I didn't see until it said until I read the descriptions and said, oh wait, there is three.
1: Yeah, it's because it's all silver so it all kind of blends in together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always a problem with this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um terrain? of the three I think PHR oh, has the better yeah. looking of <sighs> it. I I don't remember if that's what I said initially, but of <laughs> the three.
0: PHR is hard to ruin the look of have some uh you know grayish silver mechanical bits with you know smooth flat surfaces. It's PHR.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. aesthetically and I'm purely talking aesthetics and looks here, the resistance is a very close second for me. Purely talking from an aesthetical point of view. Because aesthetically um, I don't think you could argue that it looks cool. Whether it makes sense or not, it's completely irrelevant. It just looks No, cool. it,
0: I, I would say it probably even maybe looks better than the, the PHR um, just because it is so... Raw? Industrial looking. I, yeah. I
1: just, I love the fact that everything's exposed.
2: Well, and they've stripped off the engines, they've stripped off the, pretty much anything that's, like George was saying, not going to be used on a ship. They've stripped everything else off.
1: That's actually a good point, yeah. Um, yes, there is also new terrain. One piece in particular catches my my eye, but I'm going to say what that is in a moment. Uh, so, we've got a few things that are very much, well, very much modular, I, I want to say, honestly. Um, and to me, I feel they kind of belong in a galaxy far away, sort of. I can see, like, especially with that first kit, that screams Star Wars. I don't think it's in the right scale, though. Uh, everything else is kind of generic enough where it probably is, let's be fair, 40k. Um, the Cragforge Stonemason is quite nice. I mean, it doesn't quite look um, dwarvish, but I could see it belonging in one of those, I guess. Um, it's meant to be a fantasy thing, but I actually think this is generic enough that it could fit in sci fi very easily, honestly. Um, I mean, Stonemasonry obviously is, yes, something that makes a lot of sense in fantasy, but I mean, it's a giant crane. You can't tell me that doesn't fit into sci fi very easily. Very easy to justify something like that. Um, the Stone Works. So, the Cragforge Works. The Dwarven Crypt. Oh, it is a Supposed to be dwarven. Oh, I was right. Never mind. So this all kind of belongs together. They're all, like, with the exception of the Crag Forge Works and the Crag Forge Mines, they're all kind of like that middle tier. Uh, there's a bundle of the Dwarven Dwellings as well, which is quite nice. My favourite, because uh, we've spoken about the Toshi stuff before, my favourite is the Rally Post. Genuinely. Oh, I love this so much. It's very modular. It all fits together. And you both have military backgrounds, right?
0: Yep. Where's the, Oh, the, there we go, the Rally Post. There we go. I was like, what?
1: It's second so from I, the second top. In the middle of the city, Yep. those four corners all have dedications to one particular member of the military. And in the middle, you have your unknown soldier thing. That, that is how I would use this.
0: Um, I, I like the fact that they're actually like, you know, this is very, very race specific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And usually, like with some of the fantasy stuff, like MDF is really hard to do just because, you know, it needs to have a softer look because, you know, it's stone. It's, but we're talking about dwarves here. Dwarves are rumored, mythical, whatever, you know, to, you know, they'll take two pieces of stone and shape them together and you can't see the seam because they're that good. You can get away with that with mdf and have it look really good like the crag forge works i am loving that one yeah
1: i love it um i honestly may actually purchase this rally post at some stage uh, but also in saying that i'm very tempted that if i do to actually have them as four completely separate pieces like have them as four different dedications to like one for an old mayor that discovered the city uh, one for like the police, like oh, I'm thinking, a Anthrop City here. Um, like this monuments within like a parklands or something. Um, obviously you would keep the statues separately because then you can use it for multiple things. But yeah,
0: yeah, I I think um, like even st- like uh, uh, like objective points.
1: Yes, actually, yes, definitely. Like a,
0: a, you you could almost do it like you know like say kill team, right? You know do but do kill team to where it's like it's a intentional arena bloodbath type sport. Yeah. Yeah. and so like you know maybe have like stationary guns that like have certain benefits or you know and then the scoring objectives and stuff like that like you know i, I could see something like that being a very like usable interactive piece of terrain instead of just a, a literal king of, of the hill yeah a literal
1: of... king of the hill to set up like or or uh almost a capture the
0: flag type thing
1: yeah yeah uh and yes the crag works is really nice or well, the crag Forge works is really nice i do agree with you on that this well, is even- all good. like i said it's supposed to be fantasy but the there's nothing about this. You could use this anywhere. Honestly, you could. The only one that you couldn't use anywhere would probably be the dwarven crypt, because well, I suppose it could be a spaceship. No, you uh, could. Th- this is very, this is very dwarven mind.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you're on an alien world and you'd like go this, into. You and could use that just...
2: as, a, as a Jedi or a Sith temple. Yeah,
0: like, you oh, know, actually, what's do... the point? Yeah, go in and find an ancient crypt somewhere. Yeah, like, no, this is for yeah, being no, like I'll take that specifically dwarven, point. being very race specific this is still very usable like across the genres
1: uh and the only other one i haven't spoken about are the dwarven columns which also look really nice
0: are so simplistically good yeah
1: yeah and that is really the best way to describe it is simplistically good
0: i mean you you have the, the, the the sharp harsh angles but everything is like done so precisely like that's how a dwarf would do it
1: yeah very much so so yeah That's it from TT Combat this week. Um, We are going to talk about a company called Table Topper which is a company we haven't spoken about before. Uh, and honestly, it's a very simple story. Uh, these guys are actually doing a charity miniature right now for... Now, wait, hang on. Where is it? Uh, I will double-check the charity in a minute. Basically, proceeds for this are all going towards charity. Uh, this is based on someone from... what It's based on Ewalt Ord, and I'm probably saying that wrong, so I apologise in advance. Uh, basically, it's someone that's popular from World War II uh, within a certain part of the world. Um, Paul Hicks had sculpted this, and the mold is... He's done it for free, uh, and basically he's cast 200 models. No,
0: this is a gamer, thing. Bruce. Oh, it's this a person
1: is a, from a game.
0: No, a gamer. Uh, he likes strategic games with miniatures of history and Scotland. This is why uh, he often designed this by playing with okay. Scots whenever
1: possible. So well, I've heard of them. he
0: was also an English teacher, and his motto was that he wanted to give students self-confidence. Learning came second. Um,
1: and he left us early. Okay. Yep, that makes sense.
0: So Paul Paul Hicks selflessly sculpted the model. Uh the ten rows made to be mold free, charge of charge and cast two hundred models. Each model is sold for fifteen euro. The proceeds go entirely to the KWF. I purchased a small
1: Um proceeds go to yeah, uh, and the Dutch Cancer Society.
0: So uh let's uh Which if you don't know about AWF this and you is. know about now, let's uh if you can order one. I I, I think that's a, a great cost for someone to go through the, the, the time and effort to sculpt something like this to to you know raise funds and to you know memorialize a, you know a, a member of the gaming community in the case for um the Dutch so yeah. yeah
1: and because it's coming from the Netherlands in theory the postage shouldn't be too bad really uh, i mean if you order enough then you'll get free postage um, but otherwise like, postage shouldn't be too bad in theory i haven't looked into it but just in theory especially if you're in that part of the world like just go for it seriously uh george
2: yes you see these a lot in your area
0: uh that's a
1: that's a huge misconception. Skulls. Well, there's nobody that lives in Wyoming, so it must be old skulls, right?
0: Well, no, for one, most of the cattle here don't have horns, and two, uh cattle are typically watched over very closely because they're worth a lot of money, and therefore, yeah. you would not have one. You know, but but that being said, these are ever so classic of what you would see in like you know a Wild Texas dive movies. bar. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Look, I just came across these Cromleck are doing these for like scattered terrain. I thought. I thought that was quite good. Uh, they definitely stand out. Also, the one's got a human skull in there with
0: it in the bottom right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and the, actually, uh, there's the two of them. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, no. There, bottom right. right, bottom left's got one. Bottom right's got one, and, and then the s- and the middle. middle one. Yeah.
1: It's also probably worth noting that the one in the top right-hand corner that has the rock next to it. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a dragon skull, because that's not a bovine skull. That top one. Nope. Most of them are, but that's a monster. Maybe it's the monster why all the bovine are dead. Maybe. I think these are just supposed to be random ish uh but they, i just thought,
0: they do look good uh, they, they look yeah. really it's i i could totally see it like uh wild west exodus like these would just be perfect to scatter train in that game yeah without ever actually having played that game so
1: no but you're right because it's all wild west so of course it would be um it would,
0: it would go great with a set of terrain that's still in a box
1: that i couldn't not buy so <laughs> uh you need to get around to that then again i need to get around to half of the terrain that i own too you need um, to get around to
0: half the crap i have yeah <laughs> Too.
1: Archon Studio are back on Kickstarter again. This is another one of these companies that are there. I mean, they're not as there as frequently as others, but they are there quite a bit. But they're always doing new stuff, so I don't so much mind it. Um, this is more dungeon terrain and monsters. It tends to lean more into the miniature side of things this time. Uh, and an actual rule set for a world of their own. Um, so, you're getting an actual beastry of more than 50 monsters and 150 plus encounters. There's a full-on RPG campaign. select like, like like I say, legitimately, they are doing something that's actually different this time, uh, but it fits in with all of the terrain and stuff that they've done in the past. Um, there are some really, really, really cool looking monsters here. I love the slithers in particular—just snake people wings. What's not to love about that?
0: So I'm trying to find the one that's in the like the main photo, where, you know, where it's got like the eleventh uh, of April, twenty twenty-three. The very, the big one on the left-hand side. I'm trying to find that one because that one looks amazing. It's like a wicked, twisted-looking
1: fairy. Thing. Yeah, and it looks huge. So there's different levels to this, and like in previous, uh, you will be able to order their old terrain sets if you want. Um, oh, they got a base set. I didn't even notice that. Hello, JP. Welcome to this. Welcome to listening. Um, I forgot where I was. Oh yeah, so the core set. Uh, lots and lots of minis. Lots and lots. Uh, Fortress of Dragsa uh, is not what George is looking for. I know it's here somewhere. I'm just scrolling down. Disciples of Chaos. Maybe she's one of the add-ons.
0: Well, I saw her like kind of briefly mentioned up towards the top so she's part of that set but it just it just it looks so cool
1: yeah it it is it's really really pretty um keep on going down to the white eyes dunes which is yes it's all it's dry undead uh but there's a giant sandworm in there that looks amazing what is it called uh we're about halfway down into the white eyes dunes Basic, it's Egyptian undead type stuff. Uh, there's a Sphinx, but what I'm looking at is the giant sandworm. It looks incredible. I mean, it's a sandworm, but still, awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, not, not seeing it, but I am seeing the, the modular river and the modular lava. It's up above that, the sandworm
2: that Bruce is looking at. Okay, it,
0: maybe. But oh, scroll, I think
2: it. If you scroll below the modular lava, modular river, you, you actually have those uh, those monsters from the very start. Uh, it's about, I would say, three-quarters of the way down under uh, Super Stretch goal. Goals. Yeah, I'm
1: looking for it again. Holy smokes. Yeah, there uh, is, so you keep it there's to much going on here. a
0: lot going Yeah, on. there
1: is a lot here. The, the Archon Studio, the D&D stuff that they do usually... Ah, there's the Modular Rivers and Lavas you were talking about. Yeah, keep going. Are going they down. already existed? You, you can actually order those now, yeah. That's a really nice-looking neoprene mat.
2: Yeah, it's past all the neoprene mats. It's past all their little Force miniature packs, encounter packs. It's keep going They're down. Just... Past the Game Masters, and then you got Super Stretch
0: Goals.
1: Ah, here we go. The Kraken <sighs> is amazing. Yeah. Drugs are never will fall there it is. The undying Queen Anara. I oh, believe there we is go. The okay. that he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. I love the mimic dragon too. That just looks like it's a tree. That is fun. Mm-hmm. Like the little airship cool too. Of this stuff out when it comes out because archon studio have arguably never disappointed. Uh, there's only one thing I've ever seen from them that was disappointing. And that's the fact that the Kickstarter that they did for him and arguably has better models than what we have, George. And yeah, actually, oh yeah. there's no argument in that at all.
0: Wait, one we did has better models? Is that what you said?
1: No, no, Archon Studios does. Oh, yeah.
0: I can't speak to that. It was also more
1: expensive. So there you go, Archon Studios doing, yet again, another really cool-looking Kickstarter. Uh, Like I mentioned briefly at the beginning, there is a whole heap of this that is like old stuff that's already created that you can buy at a discount. So if there's stuff in there that has, there's like a little rocket ship logo next to it, that basically means that you can order that and you'll get it faster than anything else um, unless you order it with stuff that you need to wait for. But if you only want some of their old stuff, it is a cheap way to get the old stuff too. So, there you go. Uh, Banner Press. Last story of the day. This is an Australian publisher. Um, They publish a couple of things. Tribal, we've spoken about briefly in the past. Oh, Uh, I remember
0: this. Yeah, it's a a regular 52 card deck is how you use uh, like for movements and actions and stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, So, it's literally tribal warfare. Uh, It's taking people, Aboriginal peoples of the past and so on and so forth. So, on the cover of the second edition which is what this is about we've got our second edition rule book that's now here uh so you've got a native american um there has been rules in the past for lots and lots of ancient tribal peoples so you can kind of do whatever you want essentially Um, so this actually does have stuff for ancient as well as bringing in the colonial and the bronze age type stuff as well Um, i haven't played this i'm really really tempted to though i actually bought models to paint up for this and i they're still in a box out there i need Need to get around to doing them at some point but yeah this looks really really fun and it's always good when there's new additions of stuff coming out to smooth things out and fix things up and so on and so forth so i just wanted to briefly touch on that because well why would you not want to touch on that shall we discuss an indie indie definition independent type slang word jargon i threw this specifically in for socks because i know how much he loves this it totally looks like 40k stuff yep <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not that's not entirely fair. Artel uh, Artel W or WRTL make lots and lots of miniatures that uh, stand in for 40k. But specifically, what I, do, what I wanted to look at is a war game of their own that they're actually developing at at the moment. So they're leaning more into the George really loves the sound of this by the look of that. They're leaning more into your classic cyberpunk stuff of the 80s and 90s and kind of doing their own, tr- trying to trying to do something with the mini that they have. Uh, It shouldn't be any surprise at this stage that they have good minis. They're very well known for it. But at this particular stage, I'm just going to open up these little box sets. So we've got the hydrophilia box sets. So there's the Midnight Justice, which is where I'm going to start because I just want to look at these minis because they're very pretty. Uh, These very clearly are not inspired by 40k. They very much are their own thing uh, which is good because I I like seeing something of their own. Um, Midnight Justice, just honestly, it just looks like a cop faction which obviously just all it is i love the fact fo- that the big guy that has the megaphone <laughs> Be quiet or I'll hit you with my Uzi. We also have the Shadow Warriors. Now, clearly with a name like that, they are going to be the most innocent faction that you'll ever come across. Certainly not a gang or, or anything. They're just really nice people. That's why they call themselves Shadow Warriors. The lady with the sword is really nice. Um, This guy stole Akira's motorbike because that's totally Akira's motorbike. Slightly.
0: No, it's not. No, it's not. Not
1: even remotely close.
0: Akira's bike is recumbent.
1: True. That is true. Um.
0: Also, also, I get points for knowing the term recumbent and using it properly.
1: George gets points for any words that he says because usually words are too difficult um, um, my favourite of them is probably Streets on Fire like the this pyros. really yeah this just screams 80s sci-fi which is what they're aiming for I love the guy with the Molotov cocktail in particular that's really nice lots of punk lots of yeah, I, I I really like these guys. All oh, those torn jeans are amazing. For the record, if you haven't tried to paint jeans, give it a go. It's much harder than you think it is. Um, if you look at the
0: the punk girl with the mohawk and the baseball bat, you, you could tell if you look at the sculpt on the next image. There's even tears in her stockings.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've done some amazing well, it, work here. That is attention to detail. Yeah, and there's a guy trying to break into a piece of robot technology somewhere. I, I think that might be my favorite from the set so far uh, i think there's one more that i haven't opened which is flesh of steel i'm guessing these guys are going to be very much robotics Cyber,
2: cybernetics. yeah
1: pretty much it's all cybernetic type stuff which doesn't surprise me um i like the tag and i'm going to call it a tag because it kind of looks like it's straight out of infinity
0: i was gonna say that set looks very infinity like yeah.
1: Mm, to be fair, Infinity do style themselves after this sort of stuff, so that makes sense. Uh, uh, well, you're done showing this that game. off.
0: There's one mini I want to I want to talk about that I, I just saw.
1: Yeah. That
0: that's not one of the box sets. So <clears throat> it is called the Exo Trooper
1: One. Oh, this is a modular one. Yep. Ooh. I'm sorry. Nice. That looks so badass. Oh, that's brilliant. All of this stuff is in resin, by the way. It's not just colored this way. It is in resin. uh and this looks like it'd be really easy to build too. Are you? Yeah. Head yeah, that- options you got one where the head where the the helmet's open that's cool
0: so I'm right totally here right now that. I'm telling you this right now this would be a great stand-in for uh a Devastator marine
1: yeah I just want to point out George that miniature is only for, for only 15 bucks yeah I know I see that it's that's only bad. 22 for me not bad it's not bad at all like the value on these sets are really like those initial box sets that we were talking about are 50 bucks like it's fairly decent value most of this stuff I mean it's a third party company so it kind of needs needs to be. But this is really really nice stuff. There is a the second page that has more stuff. You can buy all of this stuff separately. You don't have to buy it all together. Um, The dealer on the second page is fun. It's like just straight out of a movie with the giant trench coat. Would you like to buy some uh, ammo? He's yeah. got
0: three re- oh my god, he's got a five and a quarter uh, floppy disk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he does too. I didn't even notice that. That's brilliant. Oh my god. Which page? First page?
0: Uh, it's second the dealer page. on second page.
1: Mm. George recognizes you- it because is this the peak of technology as far as he understands
0: Oh
2: it? yep that's awesome
0: <laughs>
1: Um, this stuff it's looks a, really okay, good it's okay George five and a quarter drives like for most of us they're a thing of the past but we actually have like discs and like thi- this this here can hold millions of those drives
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go out and say it that Exo Trooper is l- literally one of the best miniatures I have seen yeah they've done right.
1: some amazing work and this is from a company like, RTLW are known for really good miniatures they are known as a premium miniature company uh, but I'm just looking at something of their own because I thought it was interesting that they were making a game of their own. Um well and this looks like this is used with that game, but still like oh, you, you could stand in this stuff easily. I just oh, noticed yeah. you can actually just download the rules. I hadn't even noticed that when I first put this on the sheet, but you, you can literally just download the rule book. Which you is know, I, fun.
0: I think I think that's smart. Like like making rules for a game readily available so someone can check it out and like kind of proxy play test I think is so much better than you have to spend fifty dollars to find Find out what the rules are to figure out if you actually like the game. or right.
1: yeah. yeah, even if like if the download, because I, obviously I'm still in the middle of developing my own, so I, I'm currently trying to think of how I want to do this as well. Because the idea, the, the people, the thing that people fear is is that once they do that, nobody's going to buy their rule books, and then they've wasted all their money on those physical books that take up space and so on and so forth. There will still be people that buy them. Um, I, I think what people are not doing that they probably could if they needed to. Oh, the artwork on this is amazing. Yeah, basically they've done what I was going to say. They've done basically a quick rule set that you can download and try out the game, uh, and then obviously you can buy the full thing if you want to buy the full thing. Uh, the other thing I would say is that realistically, if you, were, um, if you were a developer, just make the download version of the rule book not as pretty as the real thing, because if they're just downloading it, it doesn't really matter how pretty it looks. I mean, don't make it look ugly, obviously, but say, print artwork for the physical book. Just put the
0: core basic rules up, and then, oh, yeah. here's a rule book that has factions specific stuff you actually have to buy this one though like yeah. i guarantee if you do that you'll you'll sell the rule books guarantee yeah. yeah but I, I think making it available so that you know people can learn and try the game before buying something and realize ooh, i like this game but
1: i don't want this i want this actually yeah uh george do we want to discuss some hobby dream blue prime paint you want to go socks, or do you want me to go?
2: I'll go. All right. So I know we're in this paint competition, but I've had a horrible couple of weeks playing games, and it's made me not want to do anything. George and Br- George and Bruce know that I've been I've been ranting to them. What since yesterday? This morning? I don't know. Whatever.
1: We ha- we haven't even told our Patreon this yet. Like JP is going to be finding this out as we're saying this right now.
2: Yeah. I was so- going to
1: say something on the Discord last night. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let socks talk about it first because I didn't I didn't want to take away your th- your thunder.
2: So I played two games of. Uh, of Legion over the last couple of weeks and I've played two rounds out of six because I've lost that early in the game and it's gotten me to the point where I'm like I'm done with games I'm done with painting so we're going to hold off on the the painting competition for a little bit until I can get back in my head although I've been doing a lot of hobby anyways
1: (laughs) yeah now I know that we've already had this conversation so I'm going to say things as if I'm talking to you but I'm really saying it to the people that's listening Uh, what you're dealing with right now is called burnout and it is a legitimate thing that men in particular are really bad at ignoring, um, like because we don't talk about things. Burnout is something that I have been struggling with partially, secretly. I mean, I know that you guys know, but I, I think I've kind of held it back a little bit as well. I've been dealing with burnout for probably two and a half, three years at this point. Uh, that's why my hobby is. It's one of the reasons why my hobby has been so sporadic. Um,
0: Same here. So yeah. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is a legitimate thing. Um, like George and I had. Uh, without showing it off, how far had you gotten? I know you'd built um, it. But no, I, I mean socks. Don't show it off. Don't show it off. Socks, how far through were you? I, I know you built it.
2: I the skin and the scales. That's as far as I'd gotten because I was trying to figure out how to do the fe- Um, I was wanting to do some feathering, some wet blending on the feathers, and I've never done that before, so I was ta- yep. talking with George offline, and that's why he called me and said, hey, do you have anything other than polos? Because it was that phone call.
1: Ah, okay. So, Don't show it off, George.
2: I haven't gotten much further other than painting his skin and, and in scale, so I was trying to get fresh. I was getting frustrated because I was, was using... I'm not going to show it off. I was using the sprue to try out some ideas of how to get...
1: That's not get a that, bad idea, honestly.
2: Get it to work without messing up the model, and I couldn't yeah. get it to work, and so that's part of my burnout. I was just like, ah, I can't figure this out. Well, so- and
0: like I told you too, Socks, wet blending is... That a is a very, technique. very, very high-end technique and skill. Yeah. Like, if you can do basic wet blending, you have got a way better handle on stuff than
1: what 60 percent of the hobby group there bruce yeah i mean in theory it's something that's very easy to do but in theory and in practice are two very different things yeah i will say this uh speed paints slash contrast slash da 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 certainly help in that area yeah. uh, they're not necessarily the answer but they definitely do help because they're more watery uh you, you, basically the idea is is you need them not to dry as quickly exactly. as they normally would so you want a, what's the word? Um, there's a word for a medium that you can add to paint to make it wet for longer. Yeah, it's called a medium.
0: It's called medium.
1: But there's a specific one. Yeah, it's called medium. Okay, fine. That's not the word I'm looking for, but, but we'll accept. it.
2: But back to me actually doing hobby, because I have done some. Yes. So I, you guys know I got my Gettysburg set, so I put together- Really?
1: I'm su- I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this,
2: Sucks. I know. I put together my horse stable. <laughs> it
1: is a fun kit.
2: It is a fun kit. And then I've put together five regiments. Well, my infantry sprues. They're not totally done So I'm going to be painting the other ones on the uh, sprues themselves. But I wanted to paint those ones on the base so I could have the base primed at the same time. And I've got uh, five cannons put together as well. So it's, it's part of my relaxation of non-burnout. Trying to get myself out of the burnout. I've been doing that. So yeah. you, you, had to su- you had to switch to
0: old man hobby.
2: I did. I had to switch to old man hobby 15 mil. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Sox spoke to us about this his morning, my last night. Um, and hes I, I pulled George aside and I didn't tell Socks this. I, I think you guys aside. did after the comments. You know, I, I kind of ha- well, I didn't want to have that conversation in front of you, because yeah. I didn't want you to feel guilty that you'd ruined the competition. And I'm like, George, do we want to just cancel this for now and do it later? or? And I kind of waited for George's response, and I suspect that he probably retyped it three or four times. No, Because no. it seemed to take for ages. Um, no, I was Basically, I was yeah, the, the decision we've made is that at this stage we're putting the miniature aside and whatever footage you guys have, I don't know if it's much, but obviously, keep it because yeah, I will it. still I'm want that at some point. Um, Socks, if you that need m- to clear, if you ever get to a point where you need to clear space off your phone, just upload it to the drive first and then label yeah. it so that we don't look at it or something. Um, but yeah, we will introduce this at a later <laughs> stage. Thanks, for, for those of you that haven't dealt with burnout or are not overly familiar with the term, it is very much a real thing. Uh, and there really is only one way to get over it, and that is to take a break. Um, now, Socks has taken a break from a lot of the gaming and stuff and he's concentrating in a different way. Um, hopefully it doesn't affect your 15 mil, it might. I'm just warning you this now, you may get to a point where you can't do that either. Um, Especially
2: with how much I have to do. I mean, I have nine regiments like that and each regiment is five stands, so that's what, a lot of stands.
1: Worst case scenario, my advice honestly is if it gets, if you start feeling drained and you want to break, just put everything down and don't do it for a couple of weeks. Yeah.
2: Um, I mostly just based them like that, that way I can just play him on the table like this with my my yeah. son, and then uh, have some fun while I'm at. Yeah. But uh, part part of the burnout that I'm getting too is I'm in another master's degree program for the military. This is a military regimented master's degree program. Oh, good lord, yeah, that I have to get done, or if I want to be competitive enough for my next promotion, which is in a couple of years. So that's it's not fun. It's not a normal master's program that I have a, a choice in my degree. It's it's all leadership military regimen. So yeah, it's trying to get that finished and do stuff at the same time is burning me out.
1: Yeah, it's uh, completely understandable. Um, From my perspective, most of my hobby for the last six to eight months has all gone towards my own project, my own game. Um, And there's a reason for that. Well, there's a couple of reasons. One of them is that, you know what, I actually would like this to become a product one day. Uh, And if I don't do that, it won't happen. I've been talking about doing this for almost a decade. So I'm actually doing it while I have the motivation for it. I am very aware that I will eventually get to a point where I'm at a wall and I want to break but until I do that and that's where I'll be like I'm going to try and learn how to sculpt um, which will be something that I also want to do because I don't have well, a lot of money to pay for sculpts so I'm going to have yeah. to do it myself
0: yeah well you know just just to go with that too like you know painting for me has been really you know few and far between the last you know few years it wasn't yeah. until like I got the trees and I got the custodians that we started doing that. like the amount of painting I've logged in the last two and a half months is more than I've done the last two and a half years, mm. just as an indication. So, I mean, you know, it, it's it's not so much like you, you can take a break and then, you know, the break starts getting longer and longer. I think, I think what, you know, ultimately you need to do too is you need to find something that motivates you and excites you again. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I think that's what that,
2: Gettysburg, I think that's what my Gettysburg set will do is, is, yeah. it's a game that I've been wanting to get into since 2015, 16 timeframe. I'm finally getting into it. Um, it's a time period that I've always been fascinated with. I mean, I've got ancestors that fought in the wars. So I'm kind of, I'm doing some family history to see which unit he actually was in. So I could paint up that unit kind of, Yeah. Um. but also um, I've, yeah, go ahead, Bruce. I was
1: just going to like, that. just on the same subject, like this is a Cruit warrior from the new kill team crit set. Um. I don't remember when I put the video live, but I opened this a month ago and it's sitting right here in front of me because I really want to paint them and it's never moved, but the, 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 none of them, like they're not even primed.
2: Yeah. So another thing that's hard for me that you guys don't have any problem with so George kind of does, but his son is old enough and he's only there every other weekend or whatever. I've got two young kids. Yes, I can lock my door, but trying to set up my stuff on a painting table like George does is hard to do because my kids could just come in here. They know that not to very often, but I never know. what. You I have you
1: have kids and that's 50% your fault, Socks.
2: I know it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, socks, I have something worse than that. Cats. Cats.
2: Yeah. So yeah, you, you have your cats that run around. Luckily, I can shut my door whereas yours is possibly a little hard, especially with the tree stand right behind you so there's
0: a reason why the tree stands there so they mess with that instead of my desk yeah oh. it's
1: true <laughs> yeah um apologies for those <laughs> that were excited about looking at that video next month uh that was obviously the, the initial plan but given that burnout is legitimately a real thing and i know i keep on repeating that but there is a reason because there is people out there that are kind of along the lines of uh weak-mindedness and you should just push through and that's actually the worst thing you can do for burnout uh scientifically this is proven this is not a this is not up for discussion it's actually a thing Uh, and that's why I've been phrasing all of my comments around that uh, because taking a break is like it's just I had to force myself to do the same thing I'm really only just starting to come back out so yeah we're going to be taking a break we don't know how long that break Sorry, the painting competition will be taking a break we don't know how long that break will be Um, it's not affecting the podcast which is why I went oh crap I better better rephrase that Um, but yeah so
0: um, I'm going to throw some positive stuff on the hobby one uh, I am so so glad i made the decision i did to uh get scale 75 paints um i've exclusively uh with the exception of gray exclusively used scale 75s on the painting competition so far amongst us and i have to say um holy cow uh if you're looking oh yeah if you're looking to like good stuff especially for your gettysburg stuff socks with like you know the very distinct you know you know union and south colors seriously go look at some scale 75 paint for those i'm not exaggerating um and that i've also been using uh my wet palette nice. which ah it just leaked i tipped it too far it leaked um but j- just well to get an idea, look look how red that red is like that is yeah. red. that's like, the one from the type yeah yeah that's the one you know you know how you use that blue on your in there bruce and i was just like ooh, that blue is so good i was obsessed with that blue for a little bit yeah. same thing has happened with this red like that and that's just the quality of the paint so I'll throw that out there to you Socks you know like if you want to really like get some good paint and make, make your stuff look good seriously look at that scale of 75 it's you'll you'll find yeah. some stuff um so my confederates are going to be mixed colors
2: kind of like the early on where they just grabbed whatever they could find sure from their closets and as they headed out sense. the door um that's how I'm going to paint my confederates so off to look in and see what, what stuff I could find hodgepodge wise but I've, I've got some colors that I want from my union already so I'll I'll look for the, the
1: better it says. Um, yeah, um, I mean, on the hobby side, for me, um, like physically, there hasn't been a lot. There has been quite a bit in the game. Um, I was supposed to be going and testing Friday night, but unfortunately, I've had more problems trying to get the bike going. Uh, my bike is still not fixed. I'm so beyond frustrated at this stage. Uh, while I was trying to take the stator out, one of the bolts stripped and rounded out, and now I couldn't get it out. Um, no, no. And, and I wasn't using a power tool. This is all by hand. It's just the problem with our aluminium bolts is that sometimes... They just don't hold up. Um, Maybe maybe my Allen key just wasn't in there all the way and it's just started, and then once it started, it was too late. Um, So that'll be something else I've got to do this afternoon in between video editing. Yay, fun. Um, I was supposed to be back on the road today, but I'm still not, and that certainly hasn't helped anything. Uh, But game-wise, I wrote up the rules this week for the NPCs because one of the core things for the game was always supposed to be that, in theory, the police could interfere in whatever your gangs are doing at the time um so i've kind of written up some examples of like basically the the idea is is that starting at the start of turn two um both players roll or die and results of that will determine whether they come on or not um the longer the game goes the higher the chance of them turning up are if they don't turn up to begin with um and there's different places on the board where they could be spawning so that you in theory can't because pro- if you know exactly where they're coming then you can kind of plan around it so it's trying to avoid that um Um, And in theory, um, there's at this stage 10 different versions of them that could show up. And each of them have different goals. um, Starting from, I'm spawning here and I'm defending this location. To, I'm going to attack whatever is closest to me. To, I'm going to target the most isolated miniature. uh, And then so on and so forth. uh, So that you don't necessarily know exactly what it is that's happening. But at the same time, it's not something. Because what I don't want is this to throw out the balance of the game. Or just to become annoying. I mean it's certainly something that people may choose to ignore, and that's fine. Especially from a like if it ever got to a point where there was tournaments and stuff, um, there's already been people that's been like, Yeah, you probably couldn't have this in tournaments and I would've that, that that's fine. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But it's about trying to add depth and narrative to the to the gameplay. Um it has kind of evolved a little. It's not just the cops that can interfere now, it will be other people as well. And as the game develops, my intention is to flesh that out more. At this stage it's the anarchists and the police and a couple of vigilantes that could show up. The vigilantes kind of been the oh no I really didn't want that to happen type scenario there's one there's one in particular
2: <laughs> no it's JP's comment it's not you Bruce it was JP's comment he said please let there
1: be LARPers LARPers <laughs> I'm thinking why is Vigilante so funny I don't get it
0: the, the, the fact that Socks and I just started like we lost uh, at I the just, same time too like
1: I, I thought it was something that I would said and I couldn't figure out what I'd said that was funny Um, I have this one Vigilante that's, I spoke at some point I think privately, I don't think I said it on the podcast about, I had this idea of a guy that's all dressed in high uh, viz because there's this idea that high viz means that you can't be hurt, and so I had this idea of like this one vigilante that's just a real pain in the the butt because he just ignores stress and stuff and he won't go away Um, and basically his thing is that he will attack whoever is the most violent, so you can get around him and you can still take him out, it's just that you can't stress him out, if that makes sense but that's like the hardest to show up and if it does then it's a pain in the ass is the idea but anyway that's where things stand right now shall we do some game talk so i thought that's what you were about to do
2: talk nerdy
1: to
0: me so or or anything like that last episode we talked about a very awesome and cool release or not release um well yeah release done by games workshop of the return of the lion Mm. which means at some point there would be a you know a scramble to order one when games workshop released it for sale that was today and as per usual (laughs) well it's not
1: available anywhere apart from the UK. As per usual,
0: on. Games Workshop has had many site issues. When I was trying to look at how much, j- just how much it was going to cost, I could not get to the page. Kept getting page maintenance, like it was saying the page was under maintenance. Not that like I couldn't get there, and just could not access it. Probably about forty minutes, and then finally I was able to get to the page. You can get Dante, you can get all the other stuff, but if you click on the lion or the the lion collector kit, which the lion's one hundred and ten, and the collector kit is two. 65 uh, US dollars But if you click on the pre-order of those It says not available So that means that you know this is already Not available which brings us to the next point Bruce would you like to show off the page
1: Yeah alright Th- there's a Ranting coming on this and it's not so, Just it's not I'm warning you guys Now it's not I'm not just ranting At the people that are doing it I'm gonna be ranting On, on other people as well uh, but Sam Yes John let's have a has,
0: look Has put the Dark Angels Lionel Johnson and Bladeguard veteran retinue on eBay for the low low price of 399.77 with you pay 4.99 in shipping so-,
1: yeah. so there's two sides of this argument well if it's not available then then the price goes up um yeah sure except um it's not that you can't buy this at the moment it's just that it's sold out right now also that doesn't actually make it better it just means that you're excusing a very bad behavior but here's the thing the problem with this sort of stuff is that it works that that's the problem there's already five people that are watching this auction in the last 24 hours, which means that there are five people that are I'm sorry, stupid enough to actually consider paying for this. And I'm not taking that back. I'm calling you stupid because so, you know you'll be able to buy this in a week or two, but you don't want to. You're yeah. not a very smart person, whoever you are, all five of you.
0: So here, here's the next argument, too. Uh, do you remember the Indomitus
1: box, Bruce? Yep. Yeah, this is where I was going. Yep. And, and that
0: sold out so quickly, and scalpers were charging, what, Six, seven hundred dollars for the two hundred dollar box, and it was such a widespread issue. The Games Workshop said, Go to the website, order it, we'll make the box and send it to you,
1: essentially stopping the scalpers. So, but here's first all- the stupid thing about this, though that was actually a limited time offer. So, at least there was I'm not saying that it's right, but at least there was a justification as to why it happened. Like, that's literally a box that mm-hmm. you couldn't buy anymore. Yeah, this is a regular product that will be back in stock next week. Yeah, so I first suspect all- that in the US, it actually hasn't been Gone up for sale yet That's well, I my can't order assumption it. at this stage I, I click on it and it says this product is no longer available In Australia, this is not even Orderable, it's not on our pre-orders yet I received no. same email that you did Telling me that it was available
0: Yeah, if, But it's not you,
1: actually available in our region at all It's not even listed if, on the website
0: Bruce, if you go to the US website It's listed there, if you oh, click pre-order It comes up and says this product is no longer available Why is there a limit on the pre-order games workshop? If you're launching something And people want to pre-order it you let them pre-order it and you get the number and realize oh crap we need to have way order, more order. of these made
1: yep like now, this has been a problem is- with games this has been a problem with games workshop for a little while now and i may get bite back for this but when has that ever stopped me um there's been a few times where we've had comments from retailers about how like the the shipping hasn't arrived and there's been limited stock and so forth so hmm this is happening again how odd um i'm not convinced that this is happening accidentally i believe that they are actually doing this on purpose at this stage and i'm saying that they're doing it on purpose for the same reason that video game companies are doing it on purpose because they want people to have that fear of missing out so that they'll be willing to push harder to get things that they want and then just buy it because it jacks up prices. They can justify prices more. I genuinely think that Games Workshop are doing it on purpose at this stage. Um, There may be people that disagree with me on that, and that's fine. Uh, But if I was a retailer, I would be getting very angry with Games Workshop at this point because if I'm right, then Games Workshop are sabotaging retailers to try and make more money on their website is basically what's going on here and the and the accusation that i'm making
0: yeah i and all the uh the chats and everything uh this morning i saw someone mention you know it's crap games
1: workshop is limiting retailers to three mm. so and that, we, that's not even the worst of it quite frequently of late they've been re, they've been restricting retailers to one yeah like we, we've seen evidence of that i mean we haven't actually spoken about it because it was private information uh but like we have seen evidence of the fact that they are doing that not with this mini in particular but in Without the, without the bundles and stuff in the past.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I just think it's, you know, an absolute trying to think of the right word to use here. Um, It's just the neglectful treatment of the fan base of here's a mini that we have quite literally like, I want to get one of these just because I have the Space Wolves, I have some stuff that I was going to set aside as Dark Angels because I had the grand idea of there was that specific stratagem of you have to have Dark Angels and Space Wolves for the stratagem, the possibility of having Primarks both sides, etc. etc. Like, I kind of want to get this. Like, it'll probably eventually hit my cart. Um, but to have something like this and have so much hype for it and build it up so much and make us wait for so long before you even announce it. And then it's why I'm making the accusation. And there's no way
1: this is accidental.
0: Yeah, and not have it so that even 50%, like I, I guarantee you, it's it's like five percent of the community. Not even 50% of the community has an opportunity to pre-order this on a pre-order. What's the point of having a limited pre-order if you can't? pre-order it.
1: Yeah. Um there's you're- another side to this argument. Uh and JP may want to listen to this part because it applies to one of the other things that me and JP have in common. Uh because the other argument for this is yeah but scalping's a problem everywhere. And yeah, you're right. Scalping is a problem everywhere. It's a problem in PCs at the moment. Uh like graphics cards were literally being sold at retail for about four or five times what they were actually worth and being purchased for those prices because scalpers jacked up the prices that much. And again, that doesn't justify it. As much as you want to say it does, that is not a justification. It happens in action figures quite frequently in the Transformer fan base. It actually happens in a, in the others as well. But that's usually where you hear people moaning about it more frequently uh, because a Transformer will come out that people want and then they'll be... that You'll go into your local store to buy it. Uh, but the moment that they were on the shelves, the scalpers have brought them and then thrown them on eBay because then they know if nobody can buy them, then they have to, they have to buy them online for a more expensive price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they can artificially raise the price. And it's an artificial mm-hmm. raising of the price. Um, and,
0: and unfortunately, you know, like for a limited edition, and a limited run, like there's not much you can do to combat this. No, you but know, this is
1: a regular release.
0: Well, yeah. That's what I say. You know, it was like games workshop has limited a regular release to where the the scalpers, which games workshop has actively tried to combat by saying, go to the site the or the box, we'll, we'll make a box for you. That's the way to do it is, you know, if someone wants it, let them order it and just say, Hey, we ran out you'll get yours a week later
1: yeah or six months but, later which is what they usually promise it's usually order, quicker than yeah the, but,
0: but yeah. just allow the pre-order to happen not say oh this is no longer available well what the he- this is something that's going to be on your site for the next however
1: many years what do and you mean it's no at least longer you and was planned at least two years ago
0: oh i would i would
1: say it's planned, planned even longer i would say four years even five yeah, here's the other thing though because i mean we're throwing a lot of shade at the um at the scalpers and right Rightfully so, they deserve it. Uh, and hypothetically, if one of you listening are a scalper and you feel insulted by this, then by all means, don't listen to us next time because, quite frankly, we don't care about you. Um, but here's here's the other side of the argument because the scalpers wouldn't be get wouldn't be able to get away with it if people weren't willing to let them get away with it. Mm-hmm. Because and it's not most of the fan base, but there are people out there that will give into the temptation of this because they don't want to wait. And it's not. A small amount of people. It's quite a large amount of people that let them get away with this. Uh, I, I use the word stupid earlier uh, because it is a. It's not an intelligent decision to make. Um, I, I would probably argue that there's only one of us in this discussion right now that's never been tempted, and that would be socks to give in to one of these things. Because correct me if I'm wrong, socks. But if something's too expensive, um, like, ignoring retail price. No. <laughs> you, you're you're just you're just not going to buy it because no, that's just I won't. yeah. Um, and it's not even a matter of because you'll make that decision at retail half the time where retail prices is like that's not even the discussion that we're having lord knows we've had that discussion before too uh, but when it comes to scalping I mean, I've been tempted in the past I've never given into that temptation uh, but I've been tempted I, there was things that I felt that I needed when I didn't I'm like well I can't buy it I mean I guess I don't have a choice uh, and then I was like no no I'm not because I will not support the scalping base I, I won't do it it's it's never happening um, if I have to miss out on something then I will miss out on something. I'm never going to allow them to get away with it. And until everybody gets on that bandwagon, this won't stop. This is a discussion that I don't think is happening enough, because the fact that people give in to this because they start listening to the other side of their argument, and make no mistake, the people that are trying to do that and justify that, if they're not the scalpers, they're working with them. Quite frequently, I suspect, especially on Facebook, the people justifying this and trying to argue about how that's how capitalism works, which yes is true, uh, but I suspect that a lot of that is coming from people that own multiple accounts and are saying that so that people will buy their own stuff. I genuinely don't believe that any of the people having that conversation are not scalpers. They're either scalpers or they're people that want to be scalpers and are trying to make sure it continues so that they can get in on it next time. So there you go, that's my rant. My rant is don't give in to them uh, and try to push this on other people that will listen to you as well like legit i think this is a rant that we all need to be having
0: yeah for sure um don't, don't scalping when it comes is- to fear
1: when it comes to fomo games Workshop needs to understand that people won't put up with it either and until you make them understand that by speaking with your wallet this problem is not going to go away it's only going to get worse which is what has been happening for at least three or four years now yeah
0: um, I, I, I think scalping is probably one of the, one of the worst possible things now and, and there's a difference like so uh this time last Last year, I paid several hundred dollars for an unspeakable box for the Call of Cthulhu board game. Yeah, I don't feel I was scalped on that because at that point in time, there were no more copies of that box being made. There was a finite yep. co- uh, amount of those copies available. I played. Yeah,
1: that's a different discussion. An, I, I agree an with
0: you. edition price, and I don't feel wronged by that at all. What's going on right now is there's a comic book with a limited set of investigators that people are charging four to five hundred dollars for because there's this new generation of people in this game that are wanting to have everything now. And so you're seeing a run on, you know, some of the stuff and there that is a scalp in my opinion when you're charging that kind of exorbitant amount. So, um if you if you if you're paying uh for, you know, a scalper for something because you can't get it and you have to have it right now, you're as guilty as the scalper because you're 100 okay, okay in that scalper's behavior to
1: continue doing this. Wait 6 months and buy it at Regular retail. Yep. JP, does this auction come with Trojans? <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's games talk. um Apologies if you don't like listening to me rant, but when it's coming on subjects like this, I have opinions. And actually, no, I'm not sorry at all. Tournament, demo, conventions, you know that kind of stuff. All right. Upcoming uh, con- events. Yeah, Conquest Games
0: Convention, the seventh to 9th of April at Coburg Town Hall. No, Bruce that was is last not- weekend. Oh, was that last weekend? Oh, oh, hey, that is last weekend, huh? <laughs> (laughs) uh fistful rice machina tournament 29th of april uh board uh, boards and swords hobbies and derby uk then we have salute the 22nd of april in the excel center in london bruce is going to pax australia the 6th to 8th of october yes
1: i haven't got my ticket yet but i will be there and i'm not going to hurt my knee this time yeah don't hurt your knee this time no i actually want to enjoy
0: myself not be miserable the entire time that way you can walk around and like actually do things instead of hobble around like old man socks with his 15 mil game yeah. Thanks. Anytime, Socks, anytime. Dude, Socks, as soon as Bruce pointed it out that you're old and doing a 15 year I know. Game, <laughs> you are not hearing the end of it from me. I know. He's, he's the first one to bail out on the recording: like, it's
1: late. I need to go to bed. I'm tired, guys. He's also the youngest among us, too. Yes, I am. I mean, not, 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 not really, not but as far as, as far as age is concerned, he is the youngest. Not by much. Uh, we've also got Northern King Con, which remains the best name for an event I've ever heard, which is at Osset West in Torkshire. Uh, sorry, Yorkshire. I thought I fixed that last time. Obviously uh, not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird. Uh, 55 pounds. It includes a hot lunch on both Saturday and Sunday. Um, if you look for these, you'll be able to find them on Facebook because that's where I got them from. Hey, Socks, can you read through our social stuff?
2: Yep. So once again, our uh, sponsor is Valhalby. You can find them at valhalby.com. But if you want to get in contact with us, Patreon at patreon.com slash getting tabled. Our website is gettingtable.com You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at facebook.com slash gettingtable or youtube.com Slash getting tabled and if you want to email us gettingtabled.gmail.com, and at on twitter and instagram it's at getting tabled and then bruce has his own little streaming which is on and off right now until september and that's twitch.tv slash jason the bruce
1: and yes do check out valhalla hobby uh gt 2303 you get five percent off any order over a hundred dollars uh Valhallahobby.com. um support the people that support us thank you thank you thank you thank you
2: thank you, thank you. Thank you
1: listening to
0: getting table music used in this podcast was created by
1: eric matthias at soundimage.org